I remember this one guy, he, he just stopped me. He's like, Jason, I just want to tell you, you were one of the first people that you, you made a connection with me. And uh, you welcomed me, you shook my hand, you showed me where I needed to go. You made it easy to come to church. And, and that, was, that was reassurance, not a pat on my back, but it's just like, but that's what we need. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Jason Kurkevich. Brother Kurkevich is the assistant pastor at Solid Rock Baptist Church in Berlin, New Jersey. And it's a pleasure to have him here with us. Uh, we're in the midst of our Old Paths Conference, and uh, you're doing some preaching for us this week. And we appreciate you preaching, coming in and doing that. But we also appreciate you coming in to sit down with us today. We just got one shot with you, uh, one episode, and we're just going to be talking about something that you've done uh, specifically at Solid Rock, uh, dealing with uh, visitors and how to help them make that gap from being a visitor to actually getting uh, in a Sunday school class. But before we do that, just give a little bit of your background. You grew up at Solid Rock Baptist Church. That's correct. Okay, and then uh, through your teen years, uh, you graduated high school from their Christian school, I yes, imagine. Sir. Yes, sir. And then you came out here mm-hmm. uh, to Elgin for Bible College back in the year 2000, graduated in 2004, met your wife here. Yeah. Um, and then you back, traveled back to the East Coast where you spent nine years as assistant pastor in Connecticut. Correct. And now you're eight years at, back at your home church. And yes, so sir. it must be good to be home again. It is. It's been a blessing. So talk to me about the genesis of this ministry that you guys have, where you're taking a first-time visitor coming in, in, in the door for the first time and making sure that they are they have contact through the whole time and they can be successfully transitioned into a Sunday school class. Our pastor was burdened uh, now that he's becoming more of an official role as the pastor of the church, Brother Charlie. His burden is to not make, is make sure nobody falls through the cracks. Pastor Clark has always been a down-to-earth person, just take off the tie, sit down, have coffee and tea with you. Relationships, calls people, talks to people all day. Brother Charlie is a busy man and he's like we cannot you know let that drop and with pastor clark getting older and doing less in the ministry he just was passionate about that so that's kind of where this first impressions team um, building a team of people that can look for visitors looking for people that are coming into our ministry Mm -hmm. and um, having a a group of people that will grip up on them engage them welcome them bring them in and then assist in getting them connected to our adult bible classes yeah, I think yeah, there's nothing kind of more weird. frustrating for a pastor to yeah. work and you know, have your soul winners work, to knock however many doors, meet so many people, invite so many people to church, right. and finally somebody does, and you don't even handle that that right, right when all that work is behind all that. Yeah. And he sees them all, and he's like, you know, from the pulpit, visitor, visitor, I don't know their name, I don't know their name, but he can't touch every person. Sure. So he needs that team, and that's kind of where it's been born. Okay, so obviously everybody gets accustomed to their own church, mm. they get comfortable. You know everyone, mm. and it takes a special time to ref, you know do a little introspection, take a step back, and think about okay, well, what if I was the new guy? Right. What were some of the things and some of the areas that you discovered you needed to bolster when you did that? Take a step back look. One of the things as our ministry has grown, you know, you start plugging people in. Mm-hmm. And everybody's busy in, in your church. You know, like you get a lot of people who want to serve. They're in a ministry, whether it's bus, whether it's Sunday school, whatever it is. And I think one of our, our, our biggest weaknesses was, you know, people are serving 
and they're in the ministry and they're they're dealing with the people that are in their class. But then you get that visitor who pops in, they walk in and they walk out. And um, you have greeters, you have people at the doors and stuff like that. But we wanted to go that next level up to say, no, we're actually engaging them. And out to where we're going to grab them, they, they were easily identifiable as the help. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're there. We're just not somebody at a door. Um, but really grabbing them and bringing them along. And um, so as, as we've developed our ministry, you know, like I said, you get, you get stretched out. And even the staff, like they're not in the lobby. You know, the staff are running this and that during the ministry or during the, uh, the service. And, but who's the people that are connecting with the visitors? And that's where we're trying to say, all right, we got to get this team and have people structurally in place on a rotation, whatever it is, to get them in place to meet and greet the visitors. There's no busier time in a church than on Sunday morning. Correct. Everybody's busy. They're doing something. They have right. a task that they're trying to accomplish for someone and for right. people. Right. But then you just simply skip over people right. to do, right. to help people. Yes. Uh, yes. And I think you're right. I mean, you almost need a designated team of people. Right who don't do anything else. Right. You don't touch them, they're the untouchables, don't ask them to serve in another yes. ministry. Right. Their ministry is to do nothing but be a friend Correct. to visitors. And, connect, yeah. and so, you know, uh, you talk about greeters. A yeah. greeter is not enough. Because right. a greeter will say, hello, have yeah. a bulletin, yes. have a good day. Correct. But you want to do more than yeah. that. And so, talk to me about the job description. What are some okay. things that you teach your first impressions team uh, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're going to be recruiting people who are naturally charismatic right. themselves, right. which is something not necessarily you can teach, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe it could be, but right. um, what are some things that you're trying to teach them to do? What are some things you're teaching to avoid? So I'll explain the team. Our, the first layer, you know, we want to make sure that we, we have a good impression as soon as they come on our property. Mm-hmm. So even though they're not working on a Sunday morning, the grounds are everything. You know, our pastor will drive in in the, the, you know, in the morning. You know, he'll be there 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Trash will be on the front yard. He'll stop, walk out, and pick it up. So the idea of first impression starts as soon as you come on our property. So, yes, the grounds, um, the parking lot attendants, you know, people who are waving them around, the signage. You want to make it sure mm-hmm. it's clear and it's easy. So that's some of the stuff that you don't see actually people working on in the morning, but it's part of the team. Sure. You know, making sure the building's clean and all that stuff. So that's part of... It's that general first impression. But when a person actually parks, we'll have our parking lot attendants that are there pointing them along. And we've talked about having designated parking spaces. And sometimes you have you don't have the space to, to a lot for, sure. hey, these are all the visitors or whatever. But we've talked about having that initial spot for visitor parking. But our first contact point is those greeters. Mm-hmm. And um, those greeters are critical because they're the ones that are greeting everybody and feel, making sure everybody's feeling welcome. I mean, I remember there was a, a lady in our church that, uh, you know, she would come in and she was probably a little bit, you want a little bit more than the average person. And she was looking to be babied and pampered. But she walked away and here's her statement that she made to my wife. She's like, you know, I broke my leg and nobody reached out to me. And that was like a knife in my heart. You know, it's just the right. idea of, man, did we not know she broke her leg? Are we supposed to be investigating? But I'm like, did we even know that she was missing? Yeah. And uh, adult Bible classes, but she wasn't plugged in adult Bible class. Okay. And that, that, that happens where people come to church. So the idea of, of, of ministering to the people who are in the auditorium that don't connect to these classes and these other small groups you might have in your church. And that's kind of where First Impressions is built because your greeters to welcome. We have the next stage is um, your guides. And uh, okay. the guides are critical because they're the ones that are in the lobby. 
And they're the ones that are, they're watching and specifically looking for unfamiliar faces. Now, if you get a brand new person doing a guiding, they're not going to know every name in the, in the church. Sure. So they're approaching. So I'm teaching them. It's like, hey, you know, I, I tell them, it's like, my go-to line is, hey, how long you been coming? And okay. I, I don't ask them, is this your first time? Because I might be embarrassed by that question. But I'm like, how long you been coming? And then they say, oh, I've been coming. This is my first time. Or I've been here for two years. It's like, really? I haven't met you. And this is great. My name's Jason. Connecting. Mm-hmm. So I try to teach them some words that will break that ice. But the key is, is to engage people you don't know. And that's what we tell our guides. If you don't know them, get to know them. And um, so that guide is critical. But now what they do is when they find a visitor mm-hmm. and they're looking for that unfamiliar face, their job is one thing. Once you find a visitor, you then bring them to our welcome center. Now, we have a spot in our lobby that has a lady behind the desk. We have our welcome cards there. We're, we have um, a small little gift we're talking about. Uh, we've got mugs. There's different things that we can give as a visitor packet that we would give to the, to the guests. Okay. Um, we've got our, all our information about the churches right there. So um, we have that set up in our lobby. So when they first walk through our doors, we welcome. It's big. It's a big lobby, overwhelming. We get them to that visitor, fill out the visitor card. Before they get into the auditorium, we try to engage them, get their information. Because a lot of times people, they want to be a fly on a wall in church. They don't want to raise their hand. They don't want to be identified. They don't want to give information out. But you're making that personal one-on-one connection. You break the ice. You kind of warm them up to you. They'll be more inclined to fill out the card. And um, so that guide is critical. So what the guide does is it gets the visitor information mm-hmm. and gets them connected at the Welcome Center. And then from there, it's, it's as if you're, you're their personal uh, chauffeur throughout the building. Hey, you got kids. Let me help you over here. And they will leave their place and take them so it's a personal connection throughout. Now, if you get overrun by visitors, you start maybe splitting up uh, couples, you know, husband, husband, wife. Yeah. So but working in and building a team. So your team could be 30 strong on a Sunday morning depending wow. on how many doors you have, how sure. many guides you want, how many greeters you want. Mm-hmm. So, but this, this is huge. And um, COVID has brought a lot of people to our ministry and um, where churches have shut down. And, um, and I remember this one guy, he, he just stopped me. He's like, Jason, I just want to tell you, you were one of the first people that you, you made a connection with me. And uh, you welcomed me, you shook my hand, you showed me where I needed to go. You made it easy to come to church. And and that was, that was reassurance, not a pat on my back, but it's just like, but that's what we need. And yeah. every person needs to feel that and feel that welcome. But so often they just run in, hey, welcome, 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 and they just go and sit. And some people, that's all they want. And you, you can read it on their face, like, <laughs> no, nah, it's the, you know, okay. And then you just show them along. Yeah. But there are people that are looking for that connection. So that's where our guide is, is critical. Once a guy gets in, they would, get, they would get their seats, show them in the auditorium, show them the kids, show them the restrooms. Then you have your ushers that are in okay. there, and they're part of our first impressions team. They're the ones just helping out with anything that's needed, and uh, they're, again, Jacket would identify them, but they might help with some seating, different things during the service. The visitor cards would be passed out and connected. And um, the other person that we haven't fully implemented is our section leaders. Okay. Because adult Bible class teachers are the ones that will really own the growth of an individual is what we kind of push yeah, them to. It's like, absolutely. hey, we want to make sure they're saved. So our goal is to get them to the adult Bible class. That's long-term. That's long-term, yes, yeah. sir. So this section leader is dealing with people who don't connect. They never connect to an adult Bible class teacher. Okay. So the section leaders are people who will help us attendance, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be tracking people who are new, and it's another person, another connection, a friendly face. Hey, welcome, glad you're here. And uh, the church is naturally friendly, and most churches are going to be relatively friendly to where they'll start shaking hands and connect 
But these are strategic people. This is your job. This is your role. This is what we want you to do. And it's that purposeful engagement with people mm-hmm. and not just saying, well, we hope somebody else in their section will say hi. We don't leave it to somebody else. No, we're, we're, ours, we're zeroed in to visitor. We want to make sure that they're engaged. So there's several points of contact that we've already discussed. We've got the parking lot attendance. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of churches don't use parking lot attendance. Is it because tight space is so tight at your place that you have to direct traffic a little bit? Or is it not necessarily, it's not maybe not necessary to do that, but at least there's a face in the parking lot to greet people. Yes, and that is one of the things, like especially on our big days, when you're having a high flow or you're, you're expecting a lot of visitors, we like to have somebody at the, you know, if it's raining, you know, if it's, if it's not great weather, if it's cold, mm-hmm. some factors. But there are strategic days for sure that we know we're going to have a crowd, we're going to have that presence. And because of our flow of our parking lot, we, we direct people one way so the buses can come I out see. the other way. So that is one of the things. But to have a person there waving, you know, sending them on their way, um, it is a strategic, just a smile. Okay. And it's just a friendly touch. Yeah, so it's it's practical for traffic flow, but it yes. is a human touch. Then right. you've got that greeter at the door, mm-hmm. uh, and then they will just simply, hi, how long you've been coming, yes. like you said, yep. and then they simply pass them. If they have, if, if this is their first time, then that means, hey, let's get them to a guide. Correct. And then the guide takes them to a section in the auditorium after visiting the Welcome Center. Yep. And then you've got a section leader right. who's scouting, yep. all right, who is in my section of pews, right. whose face I don't recognize. Correct. And those are the people I'm going right. to talk to first. So the idea is like the pastor's goal is I don't want to see anybody fall through the cracks. So if you've got a, a faithful church attender who mm-hmm. doesn't connect them with AB, the adult Bible class, we call them ABCs, yeah. uh, the adult Bible class, if they're not plugged in, they're Sunday morning only. You know, the pastor's burden to make sure that they're growing and who's tracking them and who's checking up on them. And our attendance, which would normally do through our adult Bible classes, you know, this is somebody who would own this section and start tracking and be able to do our um, do the attendance. Our system that we use as our database, um, they can be done on tablets, your phone. You could you can check people in and, and, and track their attendance that way. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. If somebody doesn't go to Sunday school, and our, historically our our style of churches have mm-hmm. grown through the right. Sunday school ministry, right. and that's how we you know disciple people. That's how we you know give accountability. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been missing three Sundays. Where are you? You yeah. know. Uh, but if nobody go, if that person doesn't go to a right. Sunday school class or adult Bible study, then there yeah. is no way for There's us no to know yes, correct. who they are or how often they've been coming. Correct. Right. So that's amazing. Now, talk a little bit about um, maybe some of your experiences in other ministries. Uh, obviously, you know, families go on vacation. They go to other churches. They experience uh, something good. They yeah. experience something bad. Yeah. And what were some surprising things that you learned that you learned, decided that, hey, we need to start implementing this? Yeah. Or, man... That was bad. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, right. And it was, um, I think, really, the one of the laymen in our church that is really helping us with this first impressions. And um, our pastor is big on, yeah, the staff is there to help with organization, but the layman, the average person, needs to have a piece of ownership in, in, in the ministry. Yeah. And, uh, and he wants to see their involvement. So this guy, he, um, he did some studying of it. He visited some churches, and he's been around. And, and um, he went out to a, um, a church that, that, that did a good job on paper. And he wasn't, he wasn't impressed with the actual being there in person, okay. which is something he just came back and he says, you know what, we can't. We can't let it let it go. We can't build this system, but then not affect it, not do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and it's got to be a big deal for the people that are doing it. 
And sometimes we, we, can, we can build something good on paper and we look good, but are we actually doing it? Yeah. You know? Well, and sometimes over time things get slack. Yeah. You know, people, you know, your church members, members of your team will mm-hmm. go on vacation or they'll be gone and who's going to fill their shoes? Correct. And it's something that you constantly have to hit the reset button, I imagine. Yes. yes. How often do you have meetings with your team? Um, right now, as we're developing it, we a lot of it's going to be one-on-one com- communications and small connections because we haven't rolled out every position. Like section leaders, something we're building towards. Sure. Okay. And um, with COVID and what what has happened, a lot of people you start finding out who's not coming back, who's coming back, but they're hit or miss or whatever. And that has been one of the biggest things. Like we recently had whatever run through the church. So it's like, you know, there's certain people who serve, but they're pulling away because they take care of a mom. So Mm -hmm. we're always in flux about trying to make sure every gap is filled. Uh, The multiple doors, you know, you get into, oh, well, they're here and being pulled for this ministry. They're driving a bus this morning. And sometimes you get that. Um, And the reality is you just have to be on your toes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the key is, is you have to stop and talk to people. And um, I'm reminded of the story of, you know, the, the beggar on the side of the road and the disciples are pushing everybody out of the way. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And he's yeah. sitting there on the side of the road screaming and yelling, Jesus, Jesus. But they're pushing. Hey, shut up. Jesus is coming. Right. Yeah. Quiet, quiet, quiet. And they're pushing the one that needed, you know, why? To serve. Sure. To minute, to bring Jesus to the community. But they're pushing the one that we got to stop and deal with the ones. And sometimes it, it really just takes one person to be there. Just make the connection. And you may not have the crowd. You may not be fully built in. But you know what? Having those, and it, whether you have a full team or not, you have, you have somebody there. But we do struggle with that. You know, people are in, people are sick, kids, whatever. And, you, and the key is, is you shuffle around a little bit and you get people. Cross-training is a big thing. Greeters can become guides. Greeters would know enough to be able to be a guide. And sure. sometimes that's some of, of some of what and you do. And in a pinch... Correct. Yeah. Yes, your ushers can help and do all this stuff. So, and it's a team. That's why I say if you look at all the ushers, you look at all the greeters, you look at all the door, you know, people just hold doors and just smile. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these guys should be cross-trained enough to where they can jump in and fill a gap. Yeah. And that's how we should, that's how we should be doing it, just to keep somebody there. Well, I appreciate you talking to us about this. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about the word system, and that's kind of a negative, you know, connotation, you know, right. when it comes to dealing with people, because people don't need to be going through a system. Right. They need to be meeting and greeting Correct. people. And Correct. so you may have a system in place, Correct. but right. it's these people that are just the lubricant that help right. everything run so smoothly. Yeah. And so I think we all could you know, you know, find value in taking a step back right. and realizing, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? If right. I was a new guy, yeah. how would I feel right. going to my church? And you don't, and this is, an, and, and you, you made the comment, and you don't want to process people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say, all right, here comes a visitor. Check, 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 check. They've been processed. You can move on. Next one. Check, check. <laughs> We're not processing people. Yeah. And you have this system and you have these training and you have these tools. But the key is you need to have a sincere person yeah. that loves and cares. Not a robot. Right. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining and us. And if you want to check out our other episodes, uh, check out our YouTube channel and uh, our audio-only platforms as well. And you can find other topics uh, that will definitely help your ministry. Thanks so much for joining us.